This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Bird. And today I'm Jackson Wills. And we're winding down 2022. It's, it's, uh, as we're recording this, it's, uh, the second to last day of November. December is right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, by the time this comes out, it will be December. And so, yeah, we are, we're going to have three episodes, I think, in December is the way it's going to work out because there's a bunch of Fridays. Now, I always forget. Do our shows drop on Thursdays or Fridays? Like, well, is it is it Wednesday going into Thursday or Thursday going into Friday? It's Thursday going into Friday. So it's technically Friday. Technically 12 a.m. Friday, but it's usually, if you're a night owl, late Thursday night for you. Right. So this will release on December 2nd, and then okay. December 16th is going to be our, our episode after that. So... And then December 30th is going to be our, our final episode of the year. For those familiar... Uh, For those my, with the benefit of flash photography. It has nothing to do with flash photography unless uh, the coroners took pictures of my dad's dead body. Oh. Um, it'll be uh, n- n- nine years on the second that, uh, according to, to the death certificate, it'll be nine years my dad's dead. Uh they they seem to think that he was dead for like twenty four hours. So yeah, it may have been him. the day before. <clears throat> it was most likely the, uh, the first. Um, it was last time anybody uh, had. Well, they know that he took the paper in on the first. Mm-hmm. They know that much. Um, but I guess the the way his body was, I guess it was starting to decompose a little bit or something. Or yeah, they or can something. usually tell within. A, de- a fairly reasonable time frame, especially if it's indoors, like it's not out in the elements or anything like that. Right. They can usually tell roughly, it's not an exact science, but they, they can have a good idea of. Well, they, they seem to think that he died the day before. So um, so even though it says uh, December 2nd, we, we like to say the first. Um, And it's also kind of strange because... Uh, his best friend died on January 1st of the same year. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, his yeah, his best friend died January 1st and then he would have died December 1st. So the first and the and the last uh month on the on the on the first. Yeah. of the same year, best friends died. So um so when you die, I'm just going to try to avoid, you know, <laughs> it's going to be like uh it's going to be like final destination for time. Right, yeah. And uh, if you see, I, I have you dying before yeah. me, which I'll probably die because uh, I'm the one with the known health uh, problems. And I, I at, at this point, way more than you. And uh, I lead a uh, unhealthier lifestyle than you. Uh, so I'll probably be dead first, but I would like to see other people die before. You're, you're me. also slightly, slightly older. Slightly, very slightly. 
Three days. Three years. Who's counting? Three years and a few months. Anyway. Two. two. Anyway. Three years and two months. Yeah, we do have kind of a roadmap for for the show for the rest of the year. Yeah. In two weeks, uh, in mid-December, we'll be covering Casey Anthony. Yes. I've never done that one before. Or <clears throat> Kaylee Anthony. Casey Anthony was uh, the mother. Kaylee is the victim in the case. Yeah. And uh, it's something where I know we both are pretty far into this peacock miniseries it just released yeah as a matter of fact it released today uh the day we're recording tuesday the 29th um it came out today and uh yeah and we we've been kind of uh we we were actually going to do it this week i yeah. think right well this week was supposed to be an off week but we skipped last week is that how it worked yeah we're oh. like this week's episode was supposed to be last week but you're like can we do it next week actually i think you suggested that we do it I don't think so, but... Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's either here or there. It's there. Where? Uh, Here? Last week. Uh, Oh, there. It was last week. It was there. With more murder. Nope. Nope. That's at the end of the show. That's that's there. That's there at the end of the show. Right. Um, Well, it is what it is. It, it is isn't what it isn't. We wow, haven't done that in a while. You're no, out of practice. I am I am so stumbling over my words. <laughs> we got, we got to get them uh, in more. We got to get our reps. Yeah, in. you got to get your reps in on the on the the benchmark bits. Uh, we we've mentioned her before. People know you're everybody. If you're look listen, if you're listening to a true crime show <laughs> and you don't know who Casey Anthony is, uh, why are you listening to a true crime show? Or you may be a little too young for this true crime show because you may be a child. Because that was it was big news when it happened. It yeah. was big, big news. And it was, what, like 15 years ago? So, or less? Um, when, when was that whole thing? 2008. 15 years ago, yeah. 14. Same difference. It's not. It's, there's it, a year. it's almost 2023. It, 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 it's it, basically it 2023. It now. is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. But 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 in all fairness, she died in the summer of she died in, in June of 20, Fine, uh, 14 and a half years. Thank you. Are you happy? Yes, yeah, because see, what you don't understand is 16 years ago, I made a kid. Yeah. Right. And then. So it, then that means that means my kid is going to be next year. OK, in September, my kid will be 16, which means that December it'll be 17 years that I made a kid. Yeah. Do you understand how long ago that is? Yes. Yeah, I do. Numbers. Yeah, I'm aware. Tells of the, you. I'm aware of the passage of time and how it works. I just told you. Yeah, I was aware before that. I meant I just told you the exact number of. Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm old. And uh getting older every day. Yep. That's how it works. Yep. I got have a I have a patch of white on the side of my face. <laughs> uh well I don't mind it. I actually like the white hair, but which which so I have that T word of where uh people pluck hairs. You know what I'm talking about? The trigonometry of the face. No, I I know I know what you pick at your face, yeah. I don't like the way you say that. Let's let's reword this. Your verbiage is is fucking you, you, off. You pluck the yes, hair on your I face. I pluck at my face, not I pick at my face. You pluck at your face. Okay, you're a plucker. I am a mother plucker. You're an American plucker. Yes, I a I a what? I. You're having a stroke. Uh, no, um, I I don't 
pick at my face. That's what meth heads do. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I don't like that you said that. I think that you should probably take that back. Um, you should probably repent. <laughs> I should probably think about what I've done. Yeah. Uh, I, I do pluck, though. Uh, I used to. What's I, the difference between a pick and a pluck besides a few letters? Well, picking is typically you would think that you're picking it like a scab. Okay. And plucking is with uh, like tweezers tweezers, and you're plucking a hair. Like I'm not plucking my skin. I'm that's what hair from your skin. Yeah. I'm not picking the hair. uh, So I'm not picking. Are you strumming the hair? Well, I, yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 to pluck the hairs and i used to pluck my uh, eyelashes and i don't really do that much anymore but i i started plucking um like if i get like a like a little bit of a what feels like an ingrown hair right i'll pluck it and then it'll become this thing where i just start plucking all the hairs around it and i used to do it on my chin a lot and i and i actually have right now a, a hair on my on my chin it feels like Ah, fuck. This is like a little sore. So you're basically making crop circles in your facial hair. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Aliens visit you overnight. Mm. Or no, it's a bunch of Scottish guys with boards attached to rope and they're just stomping out the hair. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I did have this thing where I still have it. I, I will pluck the, the my neck. Like when I shave, the hairs will start coming back in and I don't like the feeling of it. So I'll just start plucking at it. And then... Um, I'll pluck too high cause I'm not paying attention. And then I'll like look in a mirror. I'm like, Oh fuck. So that's why I haven't had a beard in like, like a real beard in a long time. Too much plucking. People don't know this. Um, I, I, I've plucked way too much. Um, and you're all plucked out. I, uh, I'm, uh, fuck. I was trying to work how I'm going to say plum tuckered. I'm tum pluckered. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you're plucked tuckered. Sure. Uh, and I've, I've plucked too much and anyway, I've left it alone somehow. I, I've, I've left it alone, but now on that side where the hair is coming back in, it's white. There's a section of it that's white. And I'm like, dude, I should just pluck all the fucking hair on my face. So it'll all come in completely white. <laughs> you want that. You, you, you're, you would yeah. like to have completely white. I want to be a mall Santa. I think everybody knows this. That's like a fucking dream. What a a one of many dreams. Mm-hmm. It's 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 on there. It's on my like list of yeah. These are things I would like to do. Mall Santa. Mall Santa. Mm-hmm. I would like to run an inn. Okay. Especially around Christmas time. The Mall Santa Inn. No, no, no. Two separate things. Are you crazy? No, it's just that would be a good gimmick for the holidays. No, no, no. My my dad, when he had a grocery store, he used to rent like a U-Haul truck and he would have the U-Haul parked outside. And I say used to, he probably did it once, but I remember it. And uh, and that's good. You know, shows my memory could go back 30 years. Um, and uh, and he he rented the U-Haul and he would have a, a, a chair set up. It was like a throne. I don't know. And he would have all these like gifts, you know, like toys that he would go and toys for boys, toys for girls. And, you know, and then he would give them out to strange kids <laughs> but only the strange only kids. the strange normal ones. kids can nah, get their fuck, own toys fuck out of here fuck only the up. strange kids gets toys yeah gets, gets toys gets yeah. to- gets t- t- toys uh gets so, toyed right they get to- he toys they get toy the little kids he no don't no 
I'm not going to say that. Uh, I did, but I take it back. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, Casey Anthony, um, next week. Yes. Or no, next, not next two week, weeks. Th- two weeks. Next episode. Next episode. Next yeah. episode. On the next episode. And then we will. I feel cl- like Dr. Dre. Then we will close out the year with our December 30th episode, just in time for New Year's Eve. And what better time than New Year's Eve to talk about the Times Square Killer? Oh, the Times. Okay. All right. Well, for that, let's wear our party hats. Yeah. And listen to Auld Lang Syne. Let's not, by the way, that, that song mm-hmm. fucking makes me sad. Really? Yeah, really sad. I, I, um, I, so you don't know this about me. All right. You, you've known me for almost 30 years. You don't know this about me, though, which is strange. I, there, I, I guess there's because I'm, I'm a pretty open person. So and I have a fucking big mouth and I like to talk. So you figured you'd know this by now. I suffer from depression. Oh, no, I wasn't aware. Yeah. Um, you hide it well. Thank you. And uh, when I was younger, all Lang Syne was like my favorite. Really? Oh God, yeah, dude. I loved it. I I would sit there and I would listen to it on. Um, we we had uh, like, you know, typical, um, early nineties stereo that had like the, it had like the the two, um, cassette decks. Yeah, the dual cassette deck. Yeah. The, the CD player and mm-hmm. it had the record player on top, and. You know, the, the only thing that was missing was like an eight track player. You know yeah. what I mean? I um, forgot that step in the progression. Right. Um, oh, and a, and a future uh, MP3, you know, MP3 up. doc. Yeah, should have had that. Um, but yeah, so I I would listen. My mom had these like all kinds of crazy CDs. I would listen to like Dr. Demento. I listen to, you know, all kinds of music. I'd listen to White Snake. I'd listen to fucking Dr. Hook. I listen to uh, dude. Everything from like the fifties, you know, to the, uh, to the early nineties. And then I'd listen to shit like her. I don't know, just random CDs that had for some reason, Auld Lang Syne and I'm listening to it. And I'm, I'm like, this song is great. Like, it's so beautiful. It typically would be on the end of like Christmas albums. It's probably where it was. I was yeah. probably listening to some Christmas. Cause I love, you know, you know that I love Christmas music. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to Christmas music in like May. Just, you know, just like, oh, two months away. We're only two months away mm-hmm. from Christmas in July, which is a thing that we used to celebrate in the Poconos. I'm sure other people do, you know, but we took it serious. Um, and we don't fuck around. Christmas we don't fuck July. around. No, no, no. Uh, That's how we do it in the Poconos. I used to remember going to the Poconos and uh, my mom would, she would know what it, what it is, but it was just like a supermarket but that you would get this uh rotisserie chicken and i remember it was in this like gold foil like silver i think maybe it was like silver on the inside and gold on the outside or whatever but it was like this amazing rotisserie chicken and i just had such great memories going to like different like christmas markets you know like what are they called chris kindle Chris kindle yeah. yeah uh and we would go to those uh you know in the in the poconos and uh during christmas in july and eat our rotisserie chicken. Oh, dude, it was fucking fun times. But anyway, yeah, I would listen to these uh, CDs and I listened to all anxiety and it was, it was fantastic and I loved it. But as I get older, um, I don't know, man, I, I always have these weird, like anytime my kids are with me, you know, you know what it is? It's, it's like once I became a dad, um, I started becoming sad for like weird fucking reasons. 
And it's funny because I, I've brought Chris D'Elia up a bunch of times, but uh, D'Elia will talk about that too. It's basically like becoming a dad opens the floodgates to emotions that like you, you didn't really have before. Like I've always kind of been an emotional person, but not just crying randomly all the time for no reason. Right. But I guess it's not any reason. It's like, I am like, I think the worst, you know, like I become, I've become that dude where I'm like, what if my kids get in a car accident? What if they die? What if they, you know, Oh, my kids are, what if I die? My kids are going to go on without me. You know, will they be sad? You know what I mean? It's like all these weird things. And for whatever reason, all Lang Syne, just, I don't know what it is. I think it's like, I've had times with me and the kids here playing like laser tag on like new year's Eve. And, uh, and I would just get really, 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 really depressed. Can't tell. And, and I associate all Lang Syne with that, I guess, just because you hear it, mm-hmm. you know, on, on uh new year's Eve. So, yeah. So, um, I, uh, I, I don't want to listen to that, uh, but I know there's no avoiding it because that's what they play when you listen to. That's probably where I'm listening. Well, you probably can avoid it if you really try. No, because I watched the, the ball. Well, the, yeah, they'll play it after they can mute the TV at that point. Yeah, but come on. It's not fair to like anybody else. It's tough. I really need to hear all Lang Syne on TV. I think it's that. I think people, when they're watching it, they don't want to just have the TV muted. Well, no, but at, at that point, like usually I can't. I can't. Just background on that. But I don't like to, because something bothers me. Like, like I, I, do you ever see that thing where, um, it's like some autistic person they wanted everybody else to like quiet things down in this room full of like hundreds of people because they have autism and it bothers them and it's like, it doesn't work that way. Well, that's why a lot of like big event spaces will now have like a quiet room. Where if you need that, you can go to this place. Right. And yeah, that seems to be a better. But my thing is, is things bother me. Right. Like things like in school, because I always wondered, I'm like, I didn't wonder then, but I start to wonder it later. I'm like, I have things that bother me that like you would see some autistic people bother, like sounds Mm -hmm. that really drive me fucking nuts. And I'm like, wow, like these, these sounds start to really, really bother me, but I can't expect them to stop for me i think that's the difference is that some people do expect the world to revolve around them i don't so if and it's also a matter i think of how debilitating it is to the person it is debilitating to me dude when you would hear like um you know like how people like chalk bothers them like on a, on a board that doesn't mm-hmm. bother me but there's a certain like uh material out there that um like i had a backpack and it's still to this day and there were like there would be um uh pencil cases made out of it uh certain backpacks and like you've like literally if you look at my art dude literally right now i have fucking goosebumps from just thinking of this material and the, the scratching sound on it 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 bothers me to this day and like hearing certain things would really pop like my dad when we were driving like he would tap as he was like listening to music he would tap his fingers and it would fucking drive me crazy to the point like i was getting bothered by it and i was getting fucking angry and you couldn't say anything to him. Like, could you please stop? Can you not do that? Cause he would tell you to shut the fuck up and he would keep doing it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it would, but, it, but it would like just fucking drive me nuts. So I've learned that just cause shit bothers me, you know, doesn't mean that I can stop it, you know? And so I, you know, I, I won't stop it. So I would never 
want, if I didn't like the only thing in my life that I've ever asked somebody to change is when lean on me comes on. Right. Right. It's the only, only thing that I've ever asked, like, Hey, can you, can you change that please? Only thing. I've tried to avoid that thing since my cousin Johnny died in 1987. Yeah, certain things. Like, my mom always had that trigger with the song, I'll Be Home for Christmas, because it made her think of her dad, because her dad left around Christmas when she was, like, five. Hmm. So she always had, like, a thing with that song. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, I respect that. I, you know, I get it. It's just, I I would never, like, if it was on TV, I would never be like, can you mute the TV, please? Like, no, it's for other people's enjoyment. Like, probably- This is how I feel about mushrooms. Like, if I see somebody eat mushrooms, like, can you stop eating mushrooms, please? It's in my presence. I don't like it. Now we're going to get to a little segment we like to call This Week Murder! Mushrooms are amazing. You suck. I fucking hate mushrooms. University Murders Part 1. 4ID students. 4? Four, 4ID four students. What? Four id students. <laughs> is it ID'd? Idaho. Oh, it is Idaho. Yes. Not ID. No. Because you know what? Students ID threw me off. Four Idaho students stabbed to death. I'm not, I'm not laughing about that. Yeah, this case is really starting to get a lot of media attention, too. Um, details, though, are still pretty scarce. But it is known that four college students were stabbed to death overnight on November 13th, just off the campus of the University of Idaho. Uh, 20-year-olds Ethan Champ- Chapin. Carpenter. And Zana Kurdnodal. Don. That's a very obscure reference. As well as 21-year-olds Maddie Mogan. Anything for her name? No. I, and um, uh, Kaylee Goncalves. Um, no. <laughs> uh, were all found dead in a rental home in Moscow, Idaho where the university is also located. Police found the crime scene after responding to a call, a call reporting an unconscious per- person just before noon the next day. The deaths have all been ruled homicides, but investigators have been otherwise tight-lipped. Uh, quote, Details are limited in this investigation, the Moscow Police Department stated in a press release. Currently, there is no one in custody. The Moscow Police do not believe there is an ongoing community risk based on information gathered during the prelim- preliminary investigation preliminary you got it uh investigation and that is something where this this uh i wrote this up a while ago because this was supposed to be for an episode we were going to do last week and so they still haven't really had a break in this case it's been a week that's right i had like food poisoning last week yeah that's why we didn't do it Mm -hmm. too many idaho potatoes Mm. and so like and you know what i did with the Idaho, uh, Idaho, Idaho potatoes. I took the potatoes and I made potato vodka out of it. Oh, because we were in Moscow. That's that's right. Dif- different Moscow. I don't think they make a lot of vodka in Idaho. They should though. They do have a lot of potatoes. That's what they're known for. Right. You think they would make vodka in Ireland? No, they're making whiskey. Yeah, but like a lot of students just didn't come back from their well, maybe, hold on, Thanksgiving maybe, break. Maybe in Ireland, they're afraid. They're like, if we keep making vodka, we're going to run out of potatoes. We're going to have this fucking famine again. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's that keeps them in line. Yeah. So uh, currently no one is in custody in this case. The Moscow police uh, do not believe that there is the ongoing community risk, though. Uh, Zana and Maddie also work together at Mad Greek, a local family owned restaurant 
which released a statement saying the two, quote, brought so much joy to our restaurant and all of those they encountered. On November 17th, Lata, I'm going to guess, Leda, Leda County, <laughs> coroner. I've never lived there, so. Uh, do you want to go? Do you want to give the coroner's name here? <laughs> Kathy Mabbitt. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> it's not. It's not even, Mab, but no. It's not Kathy Mabbitt. Mabbitt. <laughs> Kathy Mabbitt. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me so funny. Because uh, you're a 12-year-old yeah, boy. Yeah, you're young at heart, right? Yeah. You stay. That's how you stay young. You Kathy, make my butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Kathy, the coroner, uh, confirmed the killings were with a, quote, larger knife. I, I think it's probably pronounced Mabbit. Ma- it's or- not my butt. <laughs> Mabbit. Okay. All right. We all had a laugh at, at the expense of a coroner. Um. So, yeah, the stabbings were with a larger knife, and all four victims were likely asleep when first attacked. And they say that this was probably a very specialized knife. This is more recent, that this is something that the the perpetrator probably paid a lot of money for. Like, it was probably like a hunting knife or some shit, not just like a, a butcher knife or like a garden variety knife. What if Ethan's last name was pronounced Chappin? Chappin my butt? And then... <laughs> And yeah, and him and Kathy worked together as Chappin' My Butt. Yeah, the law firm of Chappin' My Butt. Yeah. Hmm. All right, I'm 12. We are. We're both 12. Sexual assault is not believed to have been a motive. No suspect has been named. Uh, the three female victims lived in the house, and Ethan Chapin, uh, Zana's boyfriend, was visiting. The other two, two other roommates are found unharmed, unharmed at the home and are not suspected in the killings. Investigators are trying to piece together the last moments of the group. Maddie and Zana were seen talking to a man hours before the killing via video from a food truck that was uh, streamed their line on Twitch. Police were able to find a man that they were talking to, but he has not been publicly identified. He is cooperating with the investigation and is not considered a suspect. Kaylee Goncalva's sister, Olivia, had brought the Twitch stream to police's attention and has pled with the public to keep focus on the murders. Quote, I want people to take this personally because she was everyone's daughter. She's the neighbor. She's the friend. You know, she was a girl who made your coffee in the morning and everyone should be taking this personally, Olivia said in an interview with Chris Cuomo on cable news network News Nation. I don't like the way her name's spelled. It's it, it it's, remind- Aliva. Uh, <laughs> and my sister's bad uh, too no. soon. Yeah. Too soon. Well, I mean, by the way you write these things up and we actually record them. Yeah. Is it too soon? Nah, it's been, there's been time. This is an even older story. What's our next one? Uh, three University of Virginia football players killed in bus shooting. Three were killed and two injured when a gunman opened fire on a bus filled with University of Virginia students returning from a field trip on the evening of November 13th. What is it with fucking Virginia? I don't know. All right. Uh, the victims were identified as Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis Jr., and Deshaun Perry. And the suspected shooter is another UVA student, Christopher Jones Jr., 22nd. No relation to Roy that I know of. Jones is being charged with three counts of second-degree murder and three counts of using a handgun, which is apparently a crime. Uh, two other victims, Michael Hollins Jr., also a football player, and Marley Morgan, a sophomore, were wounded, Morgan's injuries are relatively minor. Hollins fought for his life and was on a ventilator for days, but has since somewhat recovered. Mm. The Charlottesville, Virginia-based campus, recently ranked as the third best public university in the country, was left reeling with classes canceled the following day 
as a lockdown and building-by-building search for Jones ended early that morning. Chris Jones Sr., the suspect's father, expressed disbelief in an interview with WTVR-TV, saying, quote, My heart goes out to their families. I don't know what to say except I'm sorry on his behalf, and I apologize. What what more can you say when it's pretty clear that your your son did this? Like, because there are a lot of witnesses. There's a bustle of witnesses. They know this guy, this kid did it. You could say, I don't have a son. (laughs) Not my son. Some other Chris Jones' son. Or you could just say, my kid didn't do it. You know? Yeah. He He was set up by the government, and they... Switched the tapes. They photoshopped. It was an in-person deep fake. No. I mean... Uh, Jones... My, 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 my only problem with this is, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're, people will try to somehow make it Chris Jones Sr.'s fault. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm saying they, they will, though. People will. People will say he was raised wrong. It's his fault. You know, um, everybody will try to, you know point fingers at everybody else like not and and, and not just you know chris it, it'll be the mother's fault the father's fault, you know what i mean it's it's always going to be somebody uh, is like not just the person doing it but somebody else too it's it's their fault too i'm sure somebody's going to blame chris jones uh, senior you know it's like 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 imagine hitler had a son mm-hmm. do you think that dude would would just have a normal day probably not no never never until the day that guy would die, he would be hounded for being the son of Hitler. You know, he'd have yeah. to change his name. He couldn't be one of those like, but I have a f- proud family name. Like, I, I like the name Hitler. I'm I, I am, you know, n- to see you're going to fucking use this, by the way. You're going to you're going to isolate that part. Jackson Wells. Jackson, I like the name Hitler Wells. I'm glad you just said it so I could isolate you. You're not going to go through all that word. Nah, you, I don't like to edit. Um, yeah, I and neither am I, honestly. Um, but no, it, it's it's like that that person would never be left alone. And I, I've just I feel bad for, you know, parents of of kids that are a problem. You know, that it's not always the parents fault, even kids that are younger it's it's like like i I always say with my three kids before we we get back into this i always say with with my kids like what if you know i have okay so my oldest son is raised a little differently he's raised away from my other two my other two are with each other all the time but they're two completely different personalities my younger two Mm -hmm. i think out of the three it's going to go you know best to worst it's just according to uh age and it, usually they say that the younger one is the worst you hear that a lot like you'll usually hear like the younger ones are usually more self-absorbed and they're usually more uh egotistical because they they're used to kind of getting everything they want right they're usually kind of doted upon more yeah no i get it i have a sister <laughs> who's 11 years younger than me usually and- the, the, the dynamic is usually though for like three kids because they always talk about like middle child syndrome no no no, it's not even that no you you hear about it as far as younger and older Mm -hmm. it's the the older one because the parents were really on their best trying to and then by the time the younger one it's like ah whatever you know they either get spoiled or they don't have time whatever so or they'll try to correct whatever 
things they thought they did wrong the first time, the second time. And then know. they oversee things and, you know, um, with with my kids, though, um, my oldest one, you know, is, is a lot different to my youngest one. Uh, but but taking my oldest out of the equation, let's leave just my younger two. They're raised exactly this because you could say, well, you know, he's raised differently. His, he's with his mom the majority of the time, blah, blah, blah. OK, whatever. So we'll take him out. We'll leave my other two. They are all, always together. They spend weekends with me, uh, the majority of the summer with me. And then through the week, you know, they're with my mom and it's been like that, uh, their mom, not my mom, um, for like, it's been like that for like the past four years. Uh, and, um, going on four years, um, because you gotta remember the last, uh, school year, uh, they were with me. They finished out, Mm -hmm. even though we, me and her, my ex split up, they finished school with uh, living here. Anyway, those two kids are raised exactly the same and have such different personalities. Like if out of my youngest son and my daughter, if, if anyone is going to get in trouble, who is it? Just say it. Your daughter, my daughter. Absolutely. My son, I don't want to say he's an angel, but he's a really good fucking kid. Not saying my daughter's not a good kid. I'm just saying out of the two, if one was to get in trouble, it's probably going to be her. And uh, so if that happened, somebody would be like, well, they're raised wrong. No, they're raised exactly the same. It's just that some kids, you know, bow to peer pressure and, you know, some some they just have different personalities, y- y- you know, like y- you see that in, um, you know, just some religious families, too. I, I know that Wait, I live next door. Those yeah. girls, there were three girls. Mm-hmm. Two of them were very, you know, like straight laced, like kept their nose you know clean and then the other one was like dabbling in drugs and right. you know doing shit that you know being promiscuous and and whatever and uh just completely different than the other two and you see that a lot so um people are different and um you know you can't always put it on the parents and you shouldn't put it on the parents so i know it's like 15 minutes later but going back to this chris jones junior i just hope that the guy doesn't catch flack for you know, Chris Jones, uh, Chris Jones Sr. I hope he doesn't catch flack for Chris Jones Jr. That's all. And Jones was Jones Jr. I should say was on the trip and had previously played football at the school. So he was part of the football team, uh, though he wasn't actively on the roster now. In an interview with KYW TV. Hey, they're from Philly. Uh, Ryan going to say, wait, our KYW? Yeah, it would be Channel 3 in Philly. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Lynch, another student on the bus, described what led to the attack. Quote, Chris got up and pushed Lavelle, and after he pushed him, he's, he was like, you guys are always messing with me. He said something weird like that, but it was very bizarre because they didn't talk to him the whole trip. We thought he was going to shoot everyone on, on the bus at that point, but instead it looked like uh, Jones seemed to have targeted specific people. Like, he had he he was trying to settle a score, it seemed. Uh, and it wasn't Jones's first gun-related run-in with the law. He was pulled over in February 2021 and found carrying a concealed 9mm semi-automatic pistol. Jones also had driving-related offenses and was arrested in June of 2021 for carrying a concealed weapon without a permit, for which he received a 12-month suspended sentence. He had also recently tried to buy guns on three separate occasions, but had failed a background check, probably because of those older uh, arrests. Earlier in 2022, Jones was able to buy guns from Dance's Sporting Goods in Colonial Heights, Virginia, the store stated uh, the store there stated that there was uh, quote 
nothing noteworthy about these purchases. Well, except that he had, uh, you know, these arrests and shit before. Yeah. Which should have stopped him from being able to buy any kind of guns. Um, you know, but I guess uh, people don't believe in stricter gun uh, gun laws. They don't. They don't. Mm. Okay. So we're going to take a very quick break. And when we come back, we will uh, tell the tale of La Pistolera. So this should be a really exciting one. I'm actually looking forward to this one uh, because it wasn't one that I really knew a whole lot about until doing my homework for this case. It's not a super, super well-known one, but it's one that I could see becoming like something that's the subject of a Netflix documentary or something like that in the future. Um, so just some background on our subject today. Um, she is someone who has potentially spent decades on the run after escaping a Mexican prison and uh, she earned the nickname in Mexico La Pistolera, as we uh, teased before the the beginning of this uh, segment. Yeah, La Pistolera is a great nickname because it it sounds like like um like she would be like the tag team partner of Thunder Rosa. Yeah, you know, like like it's just, luchadora. Yeah, yeah, it's such a great luchadora uh, fucking uh, name. That being said, uh, La Pistolera is no stranger to American law enforcement either. She is the subject of one of the longest standing felony arrest warrants in American history. And you may be asking yourself, what type of exotic locale would be the breeding ground for such a notorious criminal? Mm, I'm going to say, uh, let's see, maybe uh, Chihuahua? No. Uh, Tijuana? No. Mexico City? Not quite. Uh, um, naturally, it's uh, Independence, Missouri is where this story will start. Independence, Missouri. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of... Uh, is the hometown of La Pistolera. La Pistolera, yeah. And uh, La Pistolera is the nickname of an independence woman named Sharon Hall, later Sharon Kinney. Sharon Elizabeth Hall... Hey, yo. ...was born on November 30th, 1939, uh, which is tomorrow. Okay. Uh, tomorrow, if that, she tomorrow is, is not 1939, well, no, tomorrow is 2022. Yeah, if if she were still alive, which we do not know, it would be her 83rd birthday. Uh, she was born to Eugene Hall, who worked in construction, and his wife Doris. Sharon's early life appears pretty uneventful, with the biggest standout moment happening being a move for a few years to the state of Washington, while her father was working on a construction job there, with the family heading back to Independence when Sharon was 15. The next summer in 1956, 16-year-old Sharon was at a church function when she met James Kinney, six years her senior. The two hit it off quickly, and a whirlwind romance ensued, with the two of them seemingly being inseparable until James returned to college at BYU a few months later. So he was one of those uh, Latter-day Saints fellas. An escape from independence seemed to be Sharon's end goal, and she hoped that James Kinney would be the one to whisk her away to somewhere bigger and better. Shortly after he'd left for BYU, James received a letter from Sharon informing him that she'd gotten pregnant. Uh, sometimes I'll listen to these true crime shows, and especially ones where like the host is British or Australian or something. Um, the one I can really think of when I think of this is Case File. That's like a bigger one. Mm -hmm. And they have the anonymous host, but he's Australian. Okay. But he never says his name or anything. Right. Um, they'll always say that someone fell pregnant 
Instead of saying they got pregnant, it's always they fell pregnant. Right. And they'll say like, and like, um, she's a woman called Sharon Hall. Yeah. Like called, called instead of named. Yeah. yeah. But no, fell pregnant was one. I was like, that's it. That's a fun way to say that. A big shout out, by the way, to our uh, second biggest listener, the listeners, the British. Yeah. Yeah. The I British. were just talking about Australians, but you know, where's the, are next? they second or are they third? They're second. Over Canada, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I know it's usually neck and neck between Britain and and uh, and and, Ca- and Canada. But okay, yeah, yeah it's all the Commonwealth, right? Uh, y- yeah, and I think Austra- Australia is fourth, right? It goes. I'm pretty sure it goes U.S., Britain, Canada, Australia. Well, as you 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 do your thing, and I'll look. I'll look. I will. Up. I'm gonna do my thing. I'm going to do that thing I do so well. Do your thing, boy. So Sharon uh, told James she had fallen pregnant. James then took a leave of absence from college, returned to Missouri, or Missouri. Missouri. And the two were married on October 18th, 1956. Here we go. Uh, it's uh, U.S., United Kingdom, Canada, Australia. Excellent. Yeah, they're they're the top four. And then uh, the next would be Germany. Pick and- up Pick up the slack, Germany. Yeah, and then India. And then, right. and then Ireland, oh. Bangladesh, Norway, Sweden, Belgium, Philippines, Brazil, Netherlands. They New love Zealand, us in Norway. France, Qatar. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah! They're down there for the World Cup, and they're they're listening to Murder My Dude. Yeah, they're probably getting tips. Uh, Finland, Russia, Costa Rica, Turkey, Malaysia, Uganda. Uganda, for all you giants out there. Yeah. Uh, Italy, really, Italy. Where's Bulgaria? Because there's like this- Puerto Rico. Uh, but what's that? about ba- ba- Bahrain, Bahrain, Algeria, South Africa, Albania, China, Denmark, Mexico, Taiwan. I'm you guys really you're slipping here. Uh, come on, Mexico, uh, all the way down the list. Um, well, maybe talking about La Pistolera will, will bolster our Mexico. Dude, I, I just I just did a quick. Oh, Bulgaria. Here we go. Okay, because I remember because there's this website. It's like I forget the name of it. It's like a podcast charts website, mm-hmm. and it said we were like a top 100 podcast in Bulgaria at one point. Yeah, because there's probably no other podcast in Bulgaria. <laughs> so uh, we were like a huge deal in Bulgaria for a minute. Yeah. Bulgarian celebrities. So anyway, um, Sharon Kinney, oh, now still Sharon Hall, about to become Sharon Kinney, uh, because when James took a leave of absence from college uh, and came back to Missouri, the two were married on October 18th, 1956. After the wedding... Uh, Sharon joined the Mormon faith and the two moved to Utah briefly so James could attend school once more. It didn't last and the couple found themselves back in Missouri where Sharon worked odd jobs babysitting and shopkeeping and James found work as an electrical engineer. Sharon claimed to have miscarried and there are many who doubted she was even pregnant in the first place. Might have been just uh, a ruse, a ploy to get James back in, in Missouri and uh, eventually the two would have two children together, a daughter, Dana, and a son, Troy, who would become a, a bit later in the marriage. Uh, things had gone well enough that the two moved into a newly built ranch house as well. But all was not ideal in the Kinney household. I, I like how you had it written. But all was not well? Because it was like, you know, things are going well enough, blah, 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 blah. But all was not well. But then you had to change it. You're like, I don't like well. I just used well. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I don't like using words too. But close but it's together. good because it's like things are going well, but all was not well. But were they? 
Uh, and, and real quick, I just want to say uh, thank you to my kings out there. Thank you to the patriarchy. Uh, you've shown up in droves. Uh, you have now beaten the female audience. We we had a oh. we had a, a, a pretty big female audience listening yeah. to the show. And, and our, then we ran them all off. We ran them all off because we are now uh, we, 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 we have a, a, a bigger male which is very odd for true crime. Yeah, very we, odd. We have a bigger crime. male, but but like you said, we ran them off. So I apologize, ladies. You know I love you. They don't listen anymore. No, sorry. Uh, the Somebody, kid, men, tell tell your. Tell all your, is not well for the female <laughs> listeners of Murder My Dude. Uh, the Kinney family was drowning in debt. Arguments over money were frequent, and Sharon often lied about paying bills that she never paid. And she routinely pressured James to buy luxurious vacations and new cars and and things like that. To make matters worse, Sharon was having an extended affair with John Boldzis, uh, a friend from high school. Uh, Boldz, I'm going to say Boldzies. Boldzies? Boldzies. The That's law a- firm of Boldzies, my butt. Yeah. <laughs> what was the other name? Uh, Chapin. 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 Yeah, it was Chapin, but I said we should call it Chapin. Chapin, my butt bulgies. Uh No, that's <laughs> awful. That's so bad. By Menon. By most accounts, oh. um, James was well aware of the affair. He wanted a divorce, and Sharon had agreed to terms. Her keeping the house in custody of the uh, children, I think she was pregnant at this time with their second child, plus $1,000 in alimony. The downside came from James James's staunch Mormon family, who strongly disagreed the, on the prospect of divorce based on their religious beliefs. The point was rendered moot on the evening of March 19, 1960. That night, police received an urgent call from Sharon Kinney reporting that her husband had been shot. Okay, well, that happens. Uh, medical personnel found James Kinney shot in the back of the head. He died on his way to the hospital. And Sharon Kinney's version of events was an outlandish one, to say the least. According to Sharon, she was in the bathroom when she uh, she heard her two-year-old daughter, Dana, saying, How does this thing work, Daddy? How does it work? I'll take uh, things you never want to hear your daughter say while you're in the bathroom for 500. Uh, I almost said Alex, but he's dead. Ken. Is is Ken the... Uh, they they have a rotation of hosts. It's uh, sometimes it's Ken Jennings, sometimes it's Mayim Bialik. Okay, so they have two uh, hosts uh, right now. Well, that's good. At least you pick the two. Go- uh, well, one good one. This question was followed by a gunshot by Sharon's account. She then claimed to have found her daughter standing beside uh, Sharon and James's bed. James having been shot and the gun laying on the bed between them. The weapon had so much gun oil on it, the fingerprint analysis was impossible, and uh, saying they were unreliable. Police declined to conduct uh, paraffin tests, which was the way they would test for uh, gunshot residue in the 1960s. Remember, that was the big thing with the Robert Blake case, the uh, the GSR test. Right. Uh, with Sharon's permission, police allowed Dana to use the gun in a controlled environment to gauge whether or not she could have fired it. Amazingly enough, they kind of believed the story at first that maybe the two-year-old shot the guy and no charges were filed. Um, Sharon then collected on an insurance policy payout worth $29,000, which is nearly a quarter of a million dollars in today's money. One of the first big ticket items Sharon bought was a blue Ford Thunderbird, a car, a car she had always wanted. And this was the, 
at this point we're in the mid 60s so yeah the t-bird the is is like top of the line at this point right and uh when the weather started to turn warmer she would go on to trade her t-bird in for a newer model with air conditioning i remember um there was an inn in wildwood that had pretty good breakfast it's called the thunderbird inn yeah um and uh speaking of cars i was never a big like car guy like that Neither well, was wait I. wait the thunderbird wasn't that what johnny drives in is that what he drives in uh cobra kai it might be because i know uh my, i know my, my dad had a t-bird oh really yeah my my oldest son was like oh i want that car that johnny has he's like all about that anyway um i also know it's what's the word um no that's the bird no 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 what's the word thunderbird what's that it was for thunderbird like i think it's like a malt liquor that was that was their advertised slogan what's the word thunderbird and it was a dollar so it was what's the word thunderbird what's the price 50 twice I hate it. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, I remember the big cars when I was a kid. It was like the IROC. Yeah. Yeah. What was it the IROC Z? And then there was like the Z28 or something like that. The Z Cavaricci. No, that was a pair of pants oh. that I had. I think I had the knockoff ones. I used to tell people I had Z calves. I think I had the knockoff ones because I was too fat for regular Z calves. I think that was the case. Anyway, okay. Thanks. I think that's what I'm going to do for my next post on, uh, on flashback. On flashback, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Talk about Z Cavaricci. Yeah, uh, yeah. What about Thunderbird? No, I don't. I don't even know it. Maybe I could talk about 99 apples and 99. I, I think it's more like the uh, MD in MD 2020. Yeah, I think it's more on that line. Like, uh, which, which, by the way, did not st- stand for Mad Dog. It didn't. No. Oh, no, it didn't. Or, uh, or like Colt 45, like that type of, um. Malt liquor, I believe Thunderbird was. I'm not did sure did you not know that M- uh, Mad uh, was not Mad Dog? I did not know that. Yeah, everybody just thought it was. <laughs> so Sharon wound up uh, when she traded in her T Bird for a newer model with new air uh, with air conditioning. She grew smitten with the salesman, a married man named Walter Jones. Wasn't that uh, Zach from the Power Rangers? I think that was his name. I don't know. An affair ins- an affair ensued. That sounds like I said it wrong, but I don't think I did. An affair ensued. Yeah, that, I got it. Uh, and about a month later, Sharon claimed to be pregnant and urged Walter to leave his wife. Walter declined. Uh, by the way, MD for uh, MD 2020 mm-hmm. was Mogan David. Oh, okay. I've heard of that. Mogan David. That's what it, that's what it was. But people, because it was the MD. name of like the brewery or something? It's uh, just the name of it. It's just the name of the the, the drink. MD 2020. And because it was MD, I guess people just called it Mad Dog. Okay. And people sure. thought that it was called Mad Dog, and but it was never called Mad Dog. Nope, never. Not once. Not officially. Unofficially, it's been called Mad Dog 2020 a lot. Yeah. So two days later, Patricia Jones, Walter's wife, would go missing, never to be seen alive again. Mm-hmm. So it was two days after... Uh, Sharon said, I'm pregnant. Leave your wife for me. And Walter said, no. Uh, two days later, Walter's wife goes missing. A suspicious Walter Jones would go to Sharon with news of Patricia's disappearance. And she told him that she had met with Patricia and told her that Walter was having an affair with her sister. Uh, Sharon Kinney didn't have a sister. So she's like, no, uh, Sharon came to me and or Patricia came to me. I'm Sharon. And she told me that she was having an affair, uh, that you were having an affair with my sister. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Sharon went to Patricia and said that 
Walter was having an affair with her, meaning Sharon's sister. I'm very confused, but that's that's what it was. All I know is I am not having an affair with Walter's sister. No, she's probably quite old now. Uh, but Walter, Walter's wife, he is the danger. Um, Patricia, Sharon comes to her and Sharon says, your husband, Walter, is having an affair with my sister. But Sharon doesn't even have a sister. Right. Uh, smelling a rat, Walter, per his account, pulled a knife on Sharon and said, I am the one who knocks. He didn't say that. Uh, he no. wasn't wearing a pork pie hat? No. Damn. Uh, he did, but he or, did. Or a button nose. Or two eyes made out of coal. Right. He did demand that Sharon tell Walter where, uh, where Patricia really was, though. Sharon was able to talk her way out of the situation. She was quite good at that. And convinced John Boldzis, or Boldzis, how do we say? I don't know. Boldzis. 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 <laughs> I go with Boldzis. Uh, to look for Patricia. When they, quote, found her, clothes ripped and shot four times at a local lover's lane, Sharon convinced John to claim he found her on his own. Do you think she wanted to get pinned? Maybe. It was a thing from um, uh, Pleasantville. I don't think I ever saw Pleasantville. You never saw Pleasantville? Bits and pieces, I think. Toby Maguire. I know and... about you, yeah, the black and white yeah. place. Yeah. You know what it's about, right? You've told me this before. The, the, he's he's trying to watch this show. He wants to watch this show. and uh, But the, the girls have like a boy come over or something like that. But mm -hmm. he's this show, like the show. It's basically like if you watch, uh, you're like in the 90s, but you watch like reruns of like dick van dyke or something like that right and uh something happens at a remote breaks and then a guy comes to fix the remote but like nobody even called him oh and it's uh don knots is it like the movie stay tuned kind where you of. get a satellite dish but it's really the devil that sold it to you well this and is you get sucked in the health of the satellite dish kind of but this is you get a remote and it's by this guy who gives you remote and then you get sucked into this world of like you're in the oh you're in the show all right it's captain Albano in it no it's not as good as stay tuned then oh, it's better it's better than stay tuned um you know what fuck captain Albano and fuck other wrestling related movies like body slam also starring Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. Uh, so uh, no, As, and he had a he had a real big stretch in that he was Captain Lou Morano. Right. Movie. Yeah. This just, it threw me off. Yeah. Uh, but Paul Walker is in it. Uh, who who's that? Uh, the the blonde Reese Witherspoon. Mm -hmm. She's in it. Yeah. It's it's a fucking fantastic movie. But anyway, uh, they're talking about like pinning people. And you know, like, like you, you, you put a, a pin on a girl's sweater or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, he gave not me. rolling them up for the one, two, three. Uh, no, oh. no, no, no. Uh, like, oh, he gave me his pin. Like, look how innocent the nineteen fifties were. Now it's like, yo, oh, that that beep, you know, fuck me in my ass. You know, you know what I mean? Like, that's. I guess you're still getting pinned in Lovers Lane, but now pinning is anal, and Lovers Lane is your asshole. So, oh, the old Lovers Lane. Yeah. So, so, back to the story. Yep. So Sharon convinces John to claim that he found Patricia's body by his lonesome. Uh, John and Walter passed polygraph tests, which Sharon refused to take one. Uh, Sharon was arrested soon after and wound up represented by Quinn and Peebles. Uh, is that related to, like, Mario Van Peebles? Uh, it's in the 60s, so it may have been Melvin Van Peebles. Well, that's still related. Yeah, that's his dad. dad. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Zaya... Z What's his name? Zion Quinn. Zion Quinn. 
a very another very obscure wrestling reference. Uh, Not quite as obscure doctor, as Don Curdenodal, but Doctor Quinn, Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, and right. and Mario Van Peebles. Yeah. Um. Not Nia Peebles because that was Peebles. Right. Um. The prestigious law firm her mother worked for. The trial was delayed because Sharon was actually pregnant this time. Why didn't she ever have a, a, a group called Dilated Peoples? I don't know. She should have. So the uh, trial was delayed because Sharon actually was pregnant. You couldn't plead your belly, which is I always like that saying, too. She fell pregnant and she pled her belly. What the fuck does that mean? Back in the day, you could get out of going to prison if you were a woman if you were pregnant. Oh, they would. They wouldn't. They would just like wait until you had your baby. Can I plead my belly? No, okay. you can't do that if you're just fat. Okay. The I prosecution's try. case centered around accounts of Patricia getting into her car, uh, in the Sharon's car rather, and attacks on Sharon's character centered around her promiscuity. Sharon, I misuses characters. Uh, Sharon gained attention for being very cool and charismatic through the trial and her incarceration, and she received a standing ovation. When she was found not guilty of Patricia's murder and even signed an autograph for a juror. Okay. I don't know if that's an impartial jury if they're getting autographs from the defendant after the fact. Kinney wasn't out of the woods, however, as she was later tried and convicted in the murder of her husband. Funny enough, the courtroom applauded again this time when she was convicted. That conviction was overturned by Missouri Supreme Court about a year later. Sharon posted a $25,000 bond pending a new trial. And the second trial was quickly thrown out as well due to a conflict of interest with a juror. Trial number three for uh, for her husband's death saw new evidence. John Boldzis mm-hmm. uh, testified that he had been offered $1,000 by Sharon to kill her husband, though she he later said that Sharon may have been kidding. Oh, she, she, uh, she, she said she'd pay me a thousand dollars to kill her husband, but that's Sharon. That's just her humor. Yeah. That's just her cutting up. And to really, really, you know, play into that joke, she gave yeah. me the money. Yeah. That's just pillow talk. Yeah. More salacious were the precious Tomcat letters, which revealed that while in prison pending trial, Sharon got into a relationship with Margaret Hopkins, a fellow inmate and prison advisor. Hopkins said Kinney confessed to the murders, uh, to her. And asked her to remove the murder weapon from Sharon's grandmother's home when she got out of prison. There was yet another hung jury, and rumors now suggested that Sharon's courtroom fortune may have been helped by her lawyers having mob ties. And she was kind of frequenting the underworld, so she had friends in low places that could maybe make a trial go the way you want it to go. Trial number four would never happen. Or it would, but Sharon would never show up for it. It led to an arrest warrant being issued for her in October 1964, which is still outstanding. So basically, she's still on, like, pending trial for this murder, but she skipped town in, in October 1964, so she never was able to go to trial for it again. Right. And that summer, uh, it was the summer of 64, before the trial was slated to begin, Sharon began a relationship with a small-time con man named Samuel Pugliese. Uh Soon after, the two were off to Mexico. Mexico, here we go. Uh, Sharon leaving a trail of bad checks in her wake. She would just write bad checks for everything they needed. Using the alias Jeanette Pugliese, uh, Sharon and Samuel checked into a Mexican motel where Sharon wound up giving Samuel the slip. Okay. Uh, her wild ride continuing, Sharon then wound up shooting Francisco Paredes Ordonez in his hotel room, claiming that she tried to uh, he tried to rape her. 
she also wounded Enrique Martinez Rueda, a hotel employee who ran out of the room after hearing the shots fired. Sharon was arrested and quickly learned that Mexican prisons don't allow freedom on bail while awaiting trial. Uh, it also emerged that the gun that was used to kill Ordonez was a ballistics match, the exact same gun that was used to kill Patricia Jones in Missouri, but double jeopardy laws meant nothing could be done about that in that case. She was already found not guilty for the murder. Oh, okay. A story was concocted about going to Mexico for medication, but Mexican authorities didn't buy it. A U.S. Embassy representative said that Sharon told them, quote, I've shot men before and managed to get out of it. And when that hit the press in Mexico, it led to her getting the nickname La Pistolera. And there's where the nickname comes from. And I think that that may be the best uh, nickname we've gotten so far on the show. What, what's a better nickname, La Pistolera or Killer Petey? It's a joke. Oh, you're thinking about it. Killer Petey is a good nickname. It's so good because... Or we just the one we just had. Was Killer Petey the guy? Uh, where was he from? Brazil. Brazil. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. Or the one we just had, the Missoula Mauler is a great nickname. Well, La Pistolera and uh, Missoula Mauler both really good wrestling names. Yeah. Killer Petey, not so much. Mm -mm. Killer Petey sounds like it would be an MMA fighter's nickname. And, and it's a little bit more believable because it's MMA and not wrestling. Yeah. Mexico uh, was where Sharon Kinney's luck ran out. She was sentenced to 10 years in prison in Mexico, and she appealed the conviction. The appellate court found her unrepentant and changed it from 10 years to 13. Like, oh, you're going to appeal? You get three more years. Facing a decade plus in prison, uh, sharing a cell with 15 other women speaking a different language, Sharon was at rock bottom. She, uh, she claimed that her family had abandoned her. Uh, they left her unable to improve her condition. She didn't have any money to like even buy things from the commissary. Mm. However, Sharon adapted. She learned Spanish in prison. She became feared by other inmates and respected by guards. And she ran an unofficial, unofficial prison store. So even in prison, she's like a badass. I like this woman. <laughs> it all changed on December 7th, 1969. Uh, that night, Sharon was discovered missing from the prison. Uh, for some reason, she wouldn't be officially reported missing until five hours later. So like they found out she was, like, wasn't there in her count at like 10 o'clock at night. And they didn't report her missing until like four in the morning mm. or something like that. Some have speculated that Sharon was killed and her death was covered up. Others believe uh, that she convinced guards to cover up her escape. Uh, they pointed to an important security door that was found unlocked in the prison. And the fact that they just didn't bother to report her missing over the, the first time they realized she wasn't there. So that she might have bought off a prison guard and right. got out of there. Yeah, with all the money she saved up from her unofficial store. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what happened, uh, Sharon Kinney, La Pistolera, disappeared without a trace and was never seen again, dead or alive. And this is uh, this is 53 uh, years ago. Yeah, this is, this is a long time ago. Uh, there's a chance she escaped and she's dead now of old age or natural nah, causes. No, she'd be 83. You can die at 83. Well, you can, but you could die at, you know, 63. Yeah. 53. She could be alive somewhere. Yeah. We don't know. Just out there, just out there on a rock. I, this is how I like to say. I she got back to America. She's in like Arizona, and she's on a rocking chair, you know. And then she's just talking to some like kid, and 
tells a kid the story of La Pistolera, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that kid walks away and he's like, it clicks. And, and he looks as back and like, goes, as, she just gives him a wink and goes, with a finger gun. And then he's like, oh my, oh my God, she's La Pistolera. And then he steps on Scorpion. And it stings him and he dies. Yeah. And so he doesn't get to tell him. That's anybody. how she did it, attack scorpions. That was her secret weapon. Right. No, no. The whole time. Those infamous Missouri attack scorpions. Most people that think she escaped think she wound up settling uh, because she spoke Spanish pretty well at that point. They think she may have settled in a a, uh, country that speaks Spanish and might not have a treaty of extradition with the United States. So if she ever was found, they can't really do anything to her. Well, also, you know, she, you know, this is uh, 53 years later. Uh, she, if she is alive, then they're not looking for her, you know? Nah, no, I don't think so. They're not looking for her. All right. So is that all we have with that? That is all we have with that. All right. So, uh, real quick, let's, uh, let's throw out our socials. We oh yeah, we should have done it a long time we ago. We didn't do it in the beginning. Uh, if you want to find us on any social media, just look up Murder My Dude, Facebook, where, uh, if you look up podcast my dude that's where we're at because we couldn't use murder but if you look at murder my dude you'll find us anyway on instagram we're mur- uh, murder my dude twitter murder my dude um and uh if you want to email us with any questions comments suggestions for you know maybe maybe you have a cool story uh that that isn't really getting them you know getting like we we like to cover some obscure stuff like la Pistolera, but we also like to cover you know bigger cases like uh casey anthony yeah um coming up next time so uh email us at murder my dude at gmail.com and uh we will take your requests uh into consideration and one more thing i'd like to give a little shout out to um the brutal bizarre and boozy podcast uh they uh, they tell told us they're uh, fans of our show and oh like, excellent they like the dynamic we're dynamic um, dudes. Yeah. Uh, they, they said they're enjoying our podcast, a uh, fun dynamic between us. And um, they gave us a five-star rating they wanted us to know. Now, that is leading by example. As a, well, They're podcasters. They know the importance of that. And if you are enjoying the show, refer to a friend or a few friends, and a five-star review does go a long way. Yeah. And uh, also, so you can find them on uh, Instagram at brutal underscore bizarre underscore boozy b-o-o-z-y uh and their link tree i'll just give out their link tree why not is uh l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash brutal underscore bizarre underscore boozy so there you go thanks brutal and uh, brutal bizarre and boozy podcast Thank right you on again so now with that said it's time to pack up and leave it's and time to do this it's time for another game of who died <laughs> That's right, everybody. It's time for your favorite game and mine. Who died the worst? It's not who died the funniest. It's not who died the first. The name of the game is who died the worst. And if it's your first time here, and I know it's not yours, but I'm going to give Jackson Wells over here three deaths. That's me. He's going to tell me which of these three died the worst. Mm-hmm. So death number one, 
Uh, it was a little while ago. It was in September. It was during Hurricane Ian. Hurricane Ian hit Florida. It, it kind of worked with the Eastern Seaboard a little bit. I remember it because I, I was able to kind of sneak a peek at the coverage because I was working from home during Hurricane Ian because I had COVID. It was around that time. It was late September. Back in 63? No, back in 2022. Oh. Back about two months ago. So a man um, died during Hurricane Ian. And, and, and people died during hurricanes. We had a pizza guy in our neighborhood who, during Hurricane Floyd, tried John. to... Try to drive over a flooded creek and and, and drown. Yeah, he uh, he, they they told him to stay home, but he John needed to uh, really get out there and deliver. He didn't want to see anybody hungry. They warned him to to stay back, but he didn't listen and got in his van. And uh, I guess he he went down a street that was flooded, and uh, the the flood just swept the van away. Yep, and um, because the 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 crick overflowed. Darby uh, Crick, yeah, the crick as they call it. Um, they only say Creek in, in like Delaware County and like parts of Philly that nobody really wants to go to. Oh, they, that's why they say Crick. Yeah. That, Cause I remember that dude, Philly captain was talking about, he's yeah. Yeah. People say Crick. And I'm like, who the fuck's this Crick? I never heard anybody say Crick before I moved to Delaware County. Um, maybe, maybe they say that in Bridesburg and Kensington and anywhere, you know, like port richmond that you know on <laughs> mm-hmm. that way i don't know. anyway uh yeah so he got swept uh, you know swept into it so yeah they're, they're nothing to fuck with so this gentleman similarly was uh i think he was doing something a little more ridiculous here uh during hurricane ian he was at a hotel and usually you're pretty safe in hotel they're usually pretty structurally sound you don't have to worry about it being blown down Especially because this is in Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach hotels are built to withstand hurricanes. Yeah, I mean, you're right on the beach. What you should not do is what uh, Markel Hope, a 34-year-old from Akron, Ohio, did. Uh, Uh, He was in a 15th floor room. He was in a 15th floor room of a hotel in uh, in Myrtle Beach. And during the hurricane, he attempted to do a handstand on the balcony. Oh, no. On the 15th floor balcony. Look, in his defense, he's from Ohio. He doesn't know. And he's in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Huh. It's a destination space for rednecks. It's final destination yeah. space. So, yeah, he, he's on the 15th floor balcony doing a handstand in a hurricane. Right. And fell to his death. Huh. Did not do the rowboat that I'm aware of. Right. Probably not. Well, in, in a hurricane, you probably could. You, just, you, you could actually get blown, blown forward a little bit. I think in a hurricane, if you're falling... You just try to go aerodynamic and try to glide a little bit. Okay. You're probably still going to die, but or you could just do the rowboat. Maybe you could do the Wright Brothers. Maybe. Yeah. Death, well, South Carolina, they were in North Carolina. Death number two. Well, I just meant the whole airplane thing, the gliding. Okay, go ahead. Death number two. I actually wasn't connecting the Carolina thing. I wasn't talking about Carolina. I was talking about, because you said glide. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about, uh, go ahead. Was a uh, gentleman who was found, and you can actually see video of this. Up until the very end, um, he 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 was found, and there's video of this him. He was dancing on top of a moving eighteen wheeler. Uh, he appeared to be filming himself, so it's probably some social media thing. So you have two idiots in a row. Oh, these are all idiots. Okay. This is the all idiots edition. Of oh, food. okay. So the who deserved to die the least is going to be hard to play in this one. Gotcha. Oh, I like that. So he was challenging. Uh, he was dancing atop an eighteen wheeler. 
uh, when the 18-wheeler was going under a uh, a bridge that had a little bit of a low a low um, yeah. ceiling. Right. Hit the man. Okay. And he... Uh, it was. I don't know if he died strictly from being hit up against the bridge or falling off the eighteen wheeler. You see these, or in some the, combination of both. You see these in a lot of movies that have like trains. Yeah. Where the the stunt is like that they have to hurry up and like just like lay down. Yeah. You know. Because they're going through a tunnel. Yeah. Right. Oh, this guy was doing a probably like a try to do like a TikTok dance. I'm gonna guess. Oh, and I guess TikTok is involved in this one. All right. It might so they're been. all winning, winning the Darwin Award. Yeah. Or they're, they're vying for the... Okay. Yeah, the, the police say the man began dancing on top of the 18-wheeler and was possibly recording himself. And he was struck and knocked off the trailer onto the freeway when it uh, when it passed uh, under the bridge. Oh, boy. Death number three. That's death number two. Mm. Death number three takes us to Buffalo, New York. Uh-huh. Uh, where uh, there was a few casualties... Uh, four of six teenagers were killed in a speeding Kia car that was reported stolen. And it, it's believed this is something on TikTok known as the Kia Challenge. Yeah, I'm really sick of these fucking... You know what? Parents do better jobs. Now, now here's the thing. Again, I, you know, what my oldest son does, I can't You hear stop. that? Chris Jones Sr. do a better job. Jackson I, Wells said so. Should he? You were just went a whole like fifteen minute rant about how you shouldn't be blamed. No, 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 no. You, you also, you, you can't, you can't stop what the kids do. Like if they're out, like at school, and they fist fight or they shoot somebody, but but you can do a better job of policing your children. True. Should you or should you not? Like okay, like you'll see these kids that are like. You know, and, and and other people, too. They'll be like, stay out of your children's room. Don't look through their stuff. That's their privacy. It's like, motherfucker, that's my kid. I like to say privacy. Privacy, right. I say fell pregnant and privacy. Right. And called. And called. Yes. Yeah. This is my this is my child called John up in his flat. And I don't respect his privacy. Yeah, right. While I'm out getting petrol. And he better not make a girl fall pregnant. Right. Um. Cheerio. Yes. Pop tart. Hip hip. Um, hooray. Oh. Oh, that's hip hip hooray. Uh so no no, dude. My my thing is is like the parents shouldn't always no, I said the parents shouldn't be blamed. I'm not saying that the that the parents shouldn't fucking yeah, that, that kid was also a lot older a bit but, older. Yeah. <laughs> these these are all kids age fourteen to seventeen. No, but I, but what I'm saying is is that dude was twenty one or something like that. Yeah. And I said my point was that the parents are still gonna fucking be blamed. Yeah, but even even with fourteen to seventeen, when kids are out hanging out, let's just say my oldest son. Oh, he I'm sleeping over Derek's house, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're sleeping over Derek's house, and then they go decide to steal a car and do a, the Kia challenge at night, right? Like, you know, I think parents should do a better job of of seeing what their kids are doing online. So the Kia challenge apparently comes from a TikTok video that came out over the summer. Uh, that was basically how to hotwire Kia and Hyundai cars with a USB cord and a screwdriver. Okay. So I guess the challenge is you hotwire a, a Kia or a Hyundai. Poor Hyundai. They, they're not even in. It's just the Kia challenge. How the fuck are you saying it? Hyundai. That's not how you were saying. You were saying Honda. You were mixing a Honda and a Honda. Hyundai. Hyundai. Some people say Hyundai. Hyundai. Yeah. Hyundai. But that's what it's Honda. called the Kia challenge. It's too fucking hard to pronounce. Yeah, they they just picked a different fucking car. Yeah, yeah. 
So the uh the it was a Kia in this case and and uh four of the children were uh, were killed in the crash. Yeah, dude, look. And that is death number three. I know it's really hard to to see everything you're doing, but like there are some parents that just let their kids just do whatever, and then there are some parents that are just way too strict. You know, like their kids aren't allowed to have any kind of social media on their phones and it's mm-hmm. like Dude, when you're that strict, you're really going to run into problems with your kids later. Later, yeah, because they're not going to be prepared for adulthood. Yeah, yeah it, it's a tough balancing act. Yeah, it's and tough. it is. It is. You know, there's no, you know, like, like where, where, where? Oh God, where did I see it earlier? Because I, I was watching something and I was like, "You're damned if you do, damned if you don't." Like, it was one of these things where it's like, yeah, but if if you do it this way, people are going to fucking. You know, the court of public opinion, they're going to they're going to have your ass if you do it this way. But then if you do it this way, they, you know, it, like, let's let's say that, you know. You, you don't let your kid on TikTok. It's you're a bad parent. You know, you you're 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 uh, you're a helicopter parent. You're not letting your kid breathe. They're not cutting, letting your kid live, blah, 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 blah. But then your kid goes out and does something because they're on TikTok and they're living like a teenager. And then they go and they do something stupid like that. And then it's you should have been a better parent. Why weren't you watching what they were doing? Why weren't you policing your children better? And it's like, uh... yeah, and it's it's more like the Internet is just like everybody feels need the rush to be judgmental yeah. for everything. And it, everybody needs to have a take and everybody needs to have an opinion on everything. But I will say, I will say that we did deal with a lot less of this type of stupidity when we were teens. Did we don't hit that microphone? That microphone did nothing to you. Uh, do, did we have a lot of stupidity uh, when we were kids? Yeah, of course. Every, every dude in 20 years, 30 years, when, when TikTok's not around. Yeah. Like rebel without a cause is like these kids today are crazy. That was kind of one of the messages of the film. Right. But when, when TikTok's not around, there's going to be something that takes its place where kids are going to find something to be stupid. Yeah. Like in the nineties, it was Beavis and Butthead. It was Jackass. It was Tom Green. Now it's TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Because with the, with, yeah, Jackass and that bam thing, you know, you had all those kids that wanted to do you know, some kind of like extreme something. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I, but you know, they've graduated to Tide Pods and, and then they've graduated to uh, doing that stupid dance thing where the car is still rolling. And then now <laughs> that was a while ago. I think the Tide Pod things was like, well, that was years ago. Now, well, that's why it? I said graduated to. Yeah. You know, there's, there's things in between. Was the the Kiki skip- challenge? Is that what the the car thing was? Was that the Kiki? I think. Yeah, you get out of the car and dance to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You know, like put the car in like neutral or something. You keep it going. I you get out of the car I, and dance. I've never done it, and I never will. So I have no idea, dude. I I don't know. Uh, I, I try to stay away from TikTok as much as possible. I think there was one about like cooking chicken or steak and mouthwash or something. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Again, yeah. again, dude, I try to stay away from it as much as possible. I like, like, seriously, my my daughter sent me a link today to some TikTok video, and I literally didn't know what app I was in because <laughs> I have some of the apps on my phone. Like, I have Snapchat, I have TikTok, I have whatever. Dude, I thought I was in Snapchat. <laughs> I was like, wait, what am I in? Oh, is this not? Oh, it's TikTok. I'm old because I don't. Give a shit. I don't pay attention to that. So I'm, I'm, yeah. on, I'm on Instagram probably more than anything. Instagram and Facebook, you know, and they're the two that I'm on a lot. And uh, even Instagram makes me feel like I can't use it on a computer. Yeah, you can. 
You can. You can like upload shit on a computer. There's. I don't know about uploading, but you can. I mean, you can. Yeah, I know you can. There's a. I don't, you can I don't, access I don't really. It. I don't really upload yeah. a lot. I. 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 I look through shit i scroll through shit more that's than what I, I do with twitter twitter I, I i'm constantly scrolling on twitter yeah i i have twitter but i don't really give a shit about it. i was on twitter for maybe like a week or two following the uh bray wyatt stuff oh yeah yeah, yeah. and now like i guess the new twitter is like mastodon or something what's that oh it's all the people that don't like elon musk are leaving twitter and they're going to mastodon what's that it's a new thing yeah it's like truth social I guess of so, it's true social for I think it's supposed to be less like agenda driven and just I think it's I, I think it's I don't know a lot about it, but it seems like it's almost like Twitter mixed with like Discord or Reddit or something where See, that's what you I get going like certain there's like certain things for certain interests, which I like. I actually like that. Yeah, I, well, I that's like, Reddit. I mean, but Reddit's more of a message board. Right. Um. No, I, I like the idea, though, of getting back to things like like i even run across this on on instagram it's too fucking like political it's just way too we we you know i say this a lot but it is it's just too political because i think that's why i was able to enjoy a lot of things back in the day um a lot more than i am today oh we still have to play this fucking game yeah yeah you never told me who died the worst again death number one is the guy doing the handstand on the balcony in a hurricane death number two is dancing atop an 18-wheeler going under a bridge and death number three is uh losing the kia challenge so i ask you jackson wells who died the worst oh man okay uh yeah it's it's you can't just say well this one clearly deserved to die the the the, the most so i'm going to do process of elimination i think the one i'm going to get rid of first as as the dumbest one who I I have my I have my answer. I'm not going to waver. Okay. I have my answer. Uh, I may waver, uh, but I'm not going to. But I may in my in my head. I may. I might go. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. But I'm not going to because I have it. It's it's set. Uh, who would you get rid of first if you had to do process of elimination? Um, the guy on top of the 18 wheeler. That's exactly who I'm getting rid of first. So I'm thinking the hitting the bridge probably knocked them out. And they probably didn't even feel the rest of it. Why were you on the fucking goddamn? Well, why were any of them doing anything like I, they were doing? But, but, dude, the hand. How far up are you with the handstand? That's Fifteen a, stories. That's my second one. That's going second. The truck was number one because, look, you're already in in your hotel room, and you're probably like, oh, I could do a handstand and whatever. Thinking that he's probably just probably this dude probably does it. Maybe he's on his parkour door. Yeah, doing a handstand. I, I'm assuming he did it on the balcony, like he grabbed the railing and did a handstand on the railing. Is which, what I'm picturing. Which is still stupid. Very stupid. Right. I mean, they're all like you said, they're all just really stupid. Yeah. But why were you on top of a truck? I understand you still stole the car. I understand you're in a hotel and you did that. But why are you on a truck? Yeah. That's my number one. Number two is the handstand. So yeah, a bunch winner. of teenagers joyriding is not unheard of. It's, not, it's right. not good. No. They shouldn't steal cars. Obviously. But it's not unheard of. Right. So that's why that's my winner of them dying. the. Then again, it's died the worst, not who died the smartest. Well, car accident's a pretty bad way to go. That's a bad way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, 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 the truck, you probably got smacked. You're out of your misery right away. Two, yeah, you probably, it's probably scary. I don't know how he fell. I don't know if he drowned or just. I think he just fell and hit the ground. Well, if that's the case, then also it's it's a pretty violent death. You're but, wavering. You're wavering. But I'm still going with, I'm still going with the, the kids. It's because it was so stupid. 
that and, and they were both violent deaths. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with uh, number three is my winner. So there you go. There's my winner. Um, the Kia challenge wins. Who died the worst? Oh, God. So it's fucking dumb. I just I just want to get back to uh, I just want to get back to a time where, you know, th- we, things are more enjoyable without like it, it, we won't get there. You know, like when the Internet was a little bit, you know, um, I don't know. It, it, it was at a uh, at a, a more innocent place, even though it was still kind of shitty. Yeah, it was. It There's was, always an element of shitty. There's always going to be an element yeah. of shitty everywhere, but there's so much shitty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just so much. It's way too much now because everything is like, like everything is just things have to be like, OK, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm not trying to get on my soapbox, but I'll just I, I saw this thing last night. It was just, I was looking for something to watch and I found this like documentary called Santa Camp. And it was like these, I think, I think I saw something like this before with Mick Foley in it. Um, But basically it's, you know, these people that run a Santa camp up in New England every year. Mm -hmm. That does sound familiar with Mick Foley. But this is a new one. This was a new one. This had nothing to do with Mick Foley. And, um, but uh, so anyway, this one guy was talking about, because I guess somebody talked about like a black Santa or like, I've looked around, I've noticed like there's nothing but like white you know, old white guys, should we include other people? Like, should there be black Santas or, you know, other kind of representation? And there's one guy, the older guy, and he actually dies during the filming of it. Um, He's like, basically, he's like, yeah, why shouldn't there be there? Yeah, it should be for everybody. And so then, you know, there's this black dude from like Alabama or Arkansas, one of the, you know, somewhere. Um, He's originally from Texas, but anyway, he wants to go up and join. He's a younger guy. He's in his thirties, but he wants to do it. And so he goes up there and, you know, it's kind of playing into like, Oh, he's, he's like, he feels out of place. Cause he's the only black guy up there. You know, he feels awkward and lonely. You know, I, I, to- I totally feel that. Cause I would feel the same way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, then there's like a trans Santa and, uh, you know, female to male. Mm-hmm. And I guess his, uh, wife or girlfriend or whatever um, is up there. And so they have classes for Santa and Mrs. Claus. And basically the lady running it is like, okay, you know, you're basically like your second fiddle to Santa. Um, you know, you're basically you're the warm up act because mm-hmm. that's how people view it. Yeah. And I think that they feel that it needs to change a little bit, but you know, it's like, OK, well, you know, you're you're Mrs. Claus. You do that. And then the like the girl who's with the trans Santa is like, I'm not Mrs. Claus. I'm Dr. Claus. She's like, I have I have a doctorate, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm sitting there like, dude, you're a character. You're playing a character like Mrs. Claus is the character. Mm-hmm. You are not Mrs. Claus. Right. Santa is like, what are you going to do? Say Dr. Claus because a doctor's playing Santa. You, you, you like it, right. at, at that point, you're changing with the character. Yeah. Is. If you're uh, if you're from the military, you're not Sergeant Claus. Right. But they why just say Claus like that? I don't know. That's weird. Claus. Um, but it's it's like you're changing the character. And then that's but that's what the show is about. It's like. Should should Santa always be an old white guy? And why was Santa always white? And people are like, well, because that's how he was created. And then some other guys are like, well, no, you know, because it's based off of like 
Jesus, which it never was based off of Jesus um, ever. And they're like in St. Nicholas. All right, fine. Y- you got the St. Nicholas part because he's Turkish. And they're like, yeah, the olive skin. But that's only part of the character development. That's part of the inspiration for the Santa character. Like they should know this being, you know, they should look at all the different things that Santa is based off of. Also based off of Odin, who was, you know, Viking. Mm-hmm. which would have been white. Yeah. Um, and you know, and it's all Scandinavian folklore and all that stuff. So it's take, it's like, yeah, have they borrowed from people originally Did they borrow, uh, you know, part of the story? Absolutely. But the character himself was created as that. So, um, but then it just started to become about like, uh, w- like when I'm watching it, it, it was like, they start, they're trying to like redefine things. And, um, and it's just like, they, it, they couldn't help but just have fun with it. And it had to be like, because somebody said, because um, the one guy, the one guy's like, you know, we're, we're old. Basically, he's like, we're old white guys. We're trying to understand, you know, like the, the gender, like the pronoun thing. And right. And he's and he says, um, he says that the what's he say? Like the gender ish, gender issues or the gender issue, something like that. And then it was like a, basically like a retro uh, record scratching. It was like, I don't like that. He said gender issue. Like they need to work on the verbiage. And it's like, dude, fucking stop. Like they're, they're trying. They're trying yeah. like baby steps. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you want them to just completely change their thinking? Like most of these guys are old. You want them to change their thinking overnight? You know, like you're lucky they didn't kick you the fuck out. It, it makes me think back to, and this is one of the things that made the show work so well and turned into such a hit. It makes me think back to like Survivor, the, the show Survivor, and how the first season, one of the biggest personal dynamics, one of the biggest relationship dynamics was uh, Rudy, who was like the old Navy SEAL. He was like in his mid to late 60s at that point. He's since his past. But it was Rudy, the old like Navy SEAL, who apparently like, he was the real deal. Like, I know somebody whose dad, like, worked in intelligence, and they're like, yeah, he knew Rudy. He's like, Rudy would have ki- could have killed all those people overnight and been home the next morning if he wanted to. Mm. Uh, Rudy was a badass. Uh, and then Richard, Richard Hatch, who was a gay guy. And, like, Rudy the whole time was like, I don't like the queers. Like, that was the whole thing. He would use the word queers. That was when queer, queer was kind of like a bad word still. And him and Richard were, like, best friends. And they were like... Part of the story of the season was that growth arc, but it was kind of rough around the edges at points. But he grew and and that's what they you learned need. to respect one another. Because if you if you're gonna just you know try try to just like you know shut them down because you know you're not allowing them to grow, there there is a, like they should know they should know better. It's 2022. Yeah, in a perfect world, but you got to remember a lot of religion plays and a lot of people, are gr- they grow up in this bubble of of not just hate, but a bubble of like um, ignorance. Yeah. And, and ignorance isn't always, you know, it doesn't mean they're stupid and it doesn't mean they're hateful. And there are people that know better that understand and then they're hateful. Right. And then there's people that just don't understand because they think that their way is the right way. 
you know, because mm-hmm. it's in the, that's what they're taught by, you know, and then when other people try to redefine what the Bible is because they cherry pick and they're like, well, no, the the Bible says nothing about hating gays. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Read the Bible. It, it does. It definitely does. You know, it says a lot of shit I don't agree with. Right. And, and so you're cherry picking either way, you know, all these different sides that believe in the Bible start to cherry pick, you know, it's like, well, I, I want the, I want the Bible to represent me and my beliefs you know, as a gay man, or I wanted to represent my beliefs as a straight man. Like, well, I mean, okay, fine. But how come you like this? But you, you know, this is, this is true, but this is only a story. You know, this is true, but this is only, how do you get to define it? Oh, Bible school. That's right. Yeah. And I guess this is the stuff that makes people say, yeah, fucking, I'm going to do a handstand on a balcony in a hurricane. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying is that like, is that when when you go on on the internet now, it's that type of shit that like it's just like but remember like the fucking banana song? <laughs> I was thinking like <laughs> we need Homestar Runner back. Like, Homestar Runner was a kindler, gentler internet. But what about peanut butter jelly time? Yeah. Like remember when that was just that where like someone set us up the bomb? Yeah. <laughs> what like all your base are belong to us. Wait, what happened to that? Where's yeah. that internet? Like, where's yeah. where is that internet? We 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 just we're like in the muck too much, man. It's just a fucking cesspool. Like, what happened? We were on MySpace, and MySpace was you know was whatever, and then everybody went the fucking rush to Facebook, yeah, and then Twitter. I think Twitter really. Well, Facebook is still pretty big, but Facebook's like all old people now. Yeah, it's all people. It, uh, there's a lot of hate on Facebook. There is. There's a lot of hate on Facebook, but you know, it didn't. It you know, I, I, obviously everything went down with with. But we're so politically driven too that people yeah. that normally didn't give a shit about politics, you know, uh, at certain ages, give a, they they talk too much about politics. They don't even know what they're talking about half the time. Yeah, you know. And, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I want there to be a time where we could get back to just not being so fucking political, you know, like seeing all these goddamn, like, you know, let's go Brandon flags and, you know, fuck Trump flag. Like let's stop being so goddamn political. Be, I mean, be political, but let's stop putting it out there. Like it's a goddamn sports team, but it's not going to, it's not going to change. We're stuck with that for a long time. Yeah, probably. All right. Yeah. Well, well, I thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, we have the big Casey Anthony show coming up in about two weeks time. And then we're going to close out with the times times square killer. And then it's onward to 2023. Uh, yeah. But only one thing left to do here. And that's to say, we will see you next time with more murder. My dude. forgot the big announcement we have a big announcement i totally forgot to do it oh 
Uh, yeah, we are sponsored now. We have a title sponsor. I know we do the anchor ad, but we are now sponsored by the law firm of Boldsus, Chapin, and Mabud. 